Hey, 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 this is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we start in decency and order, y'all. And we're going to come out of Proverbs 65 and 3. And it reads, when we are overwhelmed by sin, you forgive our transgressions. When you're going through something and it feels like there's no way up, down, side to side or going around because you're overwhelmed by all these bad decisions, mistakes and things that you know you shouldn't have been doing, but you did it anyway. And then finally, you just caught up saying, Lord, help me. Lord, be with me. Lord, get me back on track. He forgives those transgressions because he truly loves you. That's what a true person of love does. Despite how messed up you are, despite how bad you might have just messed up, God loves you truly where he makes sure that he brings you back on track. He makes you whole again. He makes sure that despite of what people said about you, that he'll still bring you back up. Hallelujah. So right now, I just ask you in the name of Jesus right now, Lord, to be able to bless everybody that's going through something. Bless everybody that's going through financial stricken. Bless everybody that's going through sickness in their body. Bless everybody right now and anoint them that is going through all so much stinking, thinking, suicidal thoughts, all kind of messed up depression, anxiety. God, we ask you to rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Give them peace. Take off the burden that's weighing them down. Be able to give them the yoke that it will be able to make them whole again, Lord. God, break every chain that is strickening them in their spiritual, mental, and physical walk with you, Lord. God, let's be able to focus everything on you, be able to give you our all God bless everybody listening live and on the playback on our podcast distribution. God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the things that you're doing. And despite of what we might have been through and despite of all the things that we know was not of you, but we had to go through it to learn. God, we just ask you right now to just be able to give us peace joy and direction so that we could be able to understand where to go so we don't lean on to our own understanding and to be able to be strong on your word and be able to do the things that we need to do and we say that all in Jesus in Jesus precious name amen Amen, amen. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, you could find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram, Twitter, or you can find me as Jaylon Calhoun on Facebook. One thing I wanted to say is this month went by quick. It sure did. It I'm, sure did. I'm really amazed how fast this month went. But, hey, it is what it is. We're almost to August. Guess what? Award season is coming, y'all. Hey. Make sure you continue to vote for Anointed Radio. The cutoff for voting is September 1st. Continue to vote, vote, vote. Go to KingdomImageAwards.com and vote for the only Las Vegas platform. Only one. In the running for nomination. Yes. Go ahead and go vote for Anointed Radio Network for Best Media Outlet 
of 2019. And then we got Pastor Jay going ahead. Yes, I'm speaking in third person. Go on, Pastor Jay. Pastor Jay's going to <laughs> D.C., y'all, for the oh, two nomination awards for the Speaker Con of 2019. You don't vote for that one, so. That's big business. Just pray for me that I get it. Amen. Amen. So definitely want everybody to go vote. Go get your tickets for the Anointed Summer Party, y'all. The Anointed Summer Party is coming up. And if you can't buy your tickets or if you can't even come because you're not in Las Vegas and you don't plan on being, go ahead and just go donate. You can go donate on the same Eventbrite platform so that you can provide tickets for somebody else. So that you can be able to help somebody else get into the house and get that worship because there's going to be a word. There's going to be a song. There's going to be something that's going to make a breakthrough. In somebody's life, and you need to be in the house. We're gonna have some great anointed singers, some great artists. We're gonna have some great preachers. We're gonna be, it's gonna be some greatness inside in the room, y'all. Right. So, I want y'all to make sure that you go out to anointedradionetwork.com, go get your tickets, or go donate and be a blessing for somebody else. This is Pastor Jay. Amen. And this is Lady AJ. Good evening, everyone. You can follow me on Instagram at LadyAJ2020, or you can drop me a line at LadyAJ2020 at gmail.com. You can also drop me a line at LVAnointedRadio at gmail.com. Amen. And if anybody out there listening is thinking about starting a show or have a show, if you're living in Las Vegas and you're thinking about starting your own Christian show and you're like, how can I do it? Go ahead and email lvanointedradio at gmail.com or if you got a show you in chicago you in new york you're in california you're in texas guess what we have markets in each one of those areas go ahead and get syndicated with us an email at lvanointedradio at gmail.com or if you're looking for the email just go to our instagram at lvanointedradio and click the email button, and you could be able to just get the email from there, send us an email, we'll work something out, get you heard. Artists, same for you. You got some music, you got some um, some gospel Christian hip-hop, guess what? Go ahead and email us too, so that you could get your music heard, get played, even get part of the spotlight program that we have. Check us out, anointedradionetwork.com, or go to our Instagram at LV Anointed Radio, and hit us up. But we're going to go ahead and talk about That's Not Nice. And you know what I'm going to talk about was That's Not Nice? What? All the people capping on the people that say they still look old with the filter, without the filter. That's cold-blooded. <laughs> I'm just saying. So if you don't know, everybody is aging themselves Oh yeah. With, the, saw, with yeah. the face app. And what's not nice is all the people capping on each other. <laughs> Saying that you look the same. Oh no, that's not nice. And I, <laughs> that's funny though. <laughs> they, they they saying you you look the same. <laughs> so you telling this person they look old faced it. That's yeah. that's sad. That's, Hold on, that's not anointing no, at all. That's not of Jesus. And then there's some people that saying that you 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 better hope to stay young forever. Oh my like, goodness. The, the jokes are crazy and it's not nice. So everybody that is capping on people that is just trying to see what they're going to look like when they pawpaws and nanas and big mamas, leave them alone so they can have their picture because 
Nobody said nothing about Joe Pitcher. So leave him alone, okay? All right. So, but I, on a serious note, definitely, that's not nice, y'all. It's it's sure it's a, it's an app. Everybody gets old. Just because you're young right now, don't mean you're gonna stay looking the way you look. Hmm. That's why I say don't don't go based off people's looks because at the end, looks fade. It's what's on the inside. Hello, that's somebody. Right. That's right. That really matters because that's what's gonna always be there. So I'm gonna hit go ahead and hit all the people that have been capping on everybody with the face the face app. That that's not nice button. That's not nice. Nah, that's Leading not people nice. alone. They they know, okay, Jesus. They know what they look like. Lead them alone. They just want to be in the crowd and be part of that number and get their little face all, you know, old and stuff. And I, I liked how Reverend K was like, I ain't doing the old one. I'm going to go get younger. And she put her little young face on. I said, hey, that do look like what she would look like if she was young. That's dope. So that's that. I'm going to the music, and I think we're going to go ahead and play, uh, what should we play today? What do you think? I think. I want I want to hear Enrique Holmes. You want to hear Enrique yes, Holmes? Yes, I do. He looks funny as an old person. I'm going to just say that. That was that, He looked like. Now, see, here you go. See, out there, see, go, there, you go. there I go. Right, there, like, I just thought I, about the picture. Let's just get the music he, on. He, he looked like Bishop. He looked like a bishop. <laughs> like he about to have the, the coldest pastor's conference ever. But that's my boy, Enrique Holmes. We're going to go ahead and play something big. Hope you like it. Chains to come in the midnight, wondering where's the sun. You gotta know that God always comes through. Just get ready for what He's about to do. It's gonna be big, big in your life. It's gonna be big, big in your life. Oh my God. About to blow your mind, you better get ready because it's gonna be big. So you've been weeping, joy is coming. Hey, you gotta know. Cause God's about to blow your mind. Big in your life. You ought to declare that thing now. tell you something the next thing that God is gonna do in your life is getting ready to be real big he's gonna do exceedingly abundantly above everything that you could ever ask or think prepare yourself now because it's gonna be big let me encourage you I know you've been praying and I know you've been waiting but don't give up now breakthrough is on the way beautiful ashes joy for your sadness the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness Something big 
scared and ready to do something big in my life. You say it now. God's getting ready to do something big in my life. Come on, attach your faith to it and declare it now. God's getting ready to do something big in my life. Oh, your faith is rising now as you say it. Raise it loud. God's getting ready to do something, sir. God's getting ready.
They don't want us praising the Lord. They say you can rap about anything except for Jesus, right? <laughs> but if I talk about God, my record won't get played, huh? God over money. Down. We done got rich enough from giving us what's killing us. We shut it down. Give it up, you ain't feeling us. She ain't real enough. But we here now. And we ain't going nowhere. Oh yeah, got them record labels so scared. Wow, if I was y'all, I'd be petrified. Came and yelling, God over money, they could never buy us. I could show it, I could prove it if they ever tried. If you're sleeping on the team, boy, you hella tired. Marlon Luther King had a dream and it never died. Homie, we gon' be okay. We roll with Neo, you see, homie, we don't play. He the one, don't sleep on faith. He told us G.O., so we go and we open. We open. Put your phones in the sky now. You knew that I was down with the rock, but you roll with me. Uh, roll with me. When you find out we love Jesus, will you leave us? They ain't all gonna stay. Either way, we okay, cause we used to it now. Yeah, I mean, I wanna stay for what we do right now. It's about to go down. Hey! Winning if they ever catch a sin and they be quick to put a cam on us. Woo. It wouldn't be my first time slipping on my last. I repented, I'm forgiven, so I dab on them. Hey. We ain't perfect, we just dirt, so we've been dirty, we ain't worthy. Oh, but he is perfect, we are servants, we will worship, he deserves it. Oh, I'm hot now, I'm hot now, but if he wanted, he can make it all stop now. I can yell his name out loud and pray. Hey, day, but if I ignore the poor, am I God's child? Huh? Huh? His love for me is really all that I need. Faith on high, pride on low, 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 low. My Savior, will he ever leave or forsake us? The answer is no, 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 no. Put your phones in the sky now. If you knew that I was down with the rock, would you roll with me? Huh? Roll with me. When you find out we love Jesus, will you leave us? They ain't all gonna stay. Yeah, we okay, cause we used to it now. Yeah, I mean, I wanna stay for what we do right now. It's about to go down. Lord, I lift my hands to you in total sacrifice. I give you my worship and all of my praise. I surrender my life to you for the rest of my days. God, you get
Was Alexa Spike, y'all? She got vocals, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. If you ain't got her on your playlist, you need to go get it right now. The last two songs I just played was featured with her with Bizzle, and then this was her song, "All the Glory in That Man." It gave you some glory, y'all. Yes, indeed. But we're gonna go ahead and introduce her. We we have her on the line, y'all. We're gonna go ahead and bring her on the air to talk to y'all because I know y'all was anointed by this song and y'all want to kind of pick her brain about the song or how she was just so anointed with that song so we're gonna go ahead and bring her on to the air everybody welcome alexis spite y'all hey there good evening oh, never heard of her no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you really did do that i was so that's so funny because i thought she was gonna be like boo she doesn't even go here <laughs> <laughs> exactly like i'm a super mean girls fan so like literally i was gonna say that but like not everybody is on but you're on see if i would have knew you were on i would have said that initially but we still got the same drift so we good yo i'm so honored to be on here with y'all thank y'all for the invitation you could have chose anybody so 
Well I'm definitely done, honored well to be considered to, um, you know, talk to you tonight. It's going to be dope. All right. So are you ready for the famous Pastor Jay icebreaker question? Come on. Famous icebreaker? Yes. I love questions. So, All yeah, right. Here I come know. the icebreaker question. It's a hard one. What is your favorite okay. pizza topping? Oh, that's so easy. Y'all don't judge me, though. But um, <laughs> I just love cheese. Um, I love cheese. I love extra cheese. Um, nothing else. The just most red plainest pizza extra ever. Extra cheese. Um, extra, extra, extra cheese. And then um, I am lactose intolerant, but you know, they got some lactose <laughs> No, listen. I'm trying to put. I'm trying to help somebody who's lactose as well, but loves cheese. Listen, there's a ministry called Lactose Tablets, where you can take the tablets as you eat one bite of the cheese, and you won't feel any. You won't have any trouble. God will stick that thing on on with just so much ease that you won't even realize you're conflicted. So go and get you some fast egg lactose tablets, get you a large piece, piece of extra cheese, mm. and um, put on some Netflix, and you're going to have the best chill night ever. Oh, wow. That that That's funny. I thought you was about to start preaching, after, and it works on the inside. See, it was a word. <laughs> There's a word in everything. <laughs> ah, watch it. Watch your voice. Uh-uh. No. So one thing I wanted to kind of just ask, where is your hometown, and how did you get started? That's a dope question. So my hometown is Buffalo, New York. I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Um, and happy, happy belated, the, um, belated birthday. of New York, though. So uh, you said, what about my birthday? Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you so much, <laughs> sweet face. I wish I was there to hug you. Um, but I had a great birthday. I actually um, just left celebrating there in my hometown um, for my birthday, a little after my birthday, actually. And, um, you know, it was a dope place to grow up because I had a very diverse upbringing. There's a lot of culture in the state of New York, especially um, amongst the Southern Tier region. Um, so I lived in Niagara Falls, New York, a little bit. Um, I lived in Binghamton, New York, Bethel, New York, all different parts of um, the Southern Tier region. But I was born and raised um, in Buffalo, New York, and I'm a hood girl, so I come out the projects, you know what I'm saying? Um, Ain't nothing Oakmont, wrong with the projects. You know, they make um, the best it's, people. It's definitely not, you know. But um, my daddy, you know, he's a very smart man of God. And so um, once he gave his life to the Lord or whatever and started pursuing ministry um, like his father, um, he wanted to move out of the hood. And his passion really was ministry. So he wasn't about like the check or, you know, the coin um, like a lot of these preachers are. But that's another sermon for another day. He really was passionate about ministry. And so... um, you know, no judgment um, to those who do, but my father, he personally did not take um, an allowance from the church financially in terms of money, but he rathered a housing allowance so that, um, you know, his kids kind of live in nicer areas and go to decent schools. So um, mm-hmm. that's what he wanted. And so um, I came out of the hood, but we moved from the hood to the suburbs. So like I said, I'm very cultured. Um I have some friends that are white. I have some friends that are Asian. Um, but I grew up singing in church all my life, in the black church, in, in the Assembly of God church where my white friends went, in the Catholic church. It really didn't matter. Wherever there was a mic, I was singing. Um, and, of course, you know, I sang all throughout school. I actually graduated from Buffalo Academy for Visual and Performing Arts. So, um, you know, a lot of my roots came from there. And then my parents, that was their alma mater. So um, music is just 
it's always been in my veins. And I don't want to be thorough with your question, so I'm sorry if I'm talking a lot. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where how I got my start and, um, you know, where I was born and raised. And um, I think that kind of explains a lot of who I am as well. So thank you for asking that. So with that being explained, so I, I usually ask this favorite question. Yeah. My favorite question I love to ask sure. everybody in the body of Christ is what's the very first ministry that they ever did? How about that? that, that? So that. when I did my what was first the very first what ask me again ministry that you've ever done in the church and mine was culinary. A lot of people think it was choir or maybe deacon or armor bear, but it was mm-hmm. it was actually preparing the pizza on Bible study or getting the my food Lord. ready in the back and making sure everybody was Neither able to eat. Though. How about that? Man, <laughs> I feel that. So, and then I got into choir and all that, and then I let the culinary go once it got bigger and had a full kitchen. Then they wanted me to cook, and I was like, I ain't getting paid for this, and y'all want me to slave. Like, okay. we okay, in the wall. That, that felt slaved in the kitchen of how they <laughs> wow. was happening. No, y'all understand. Yes. They take an inch and they go a mile. So I had to let let it go. The, the spirit told me to let it go in the name of Jesus. And I just did choir. And then when we start traveling as a choir, I was like, yeah, it was a good choice letting go culinary. But I always love hearing everybody else's because I for sure wasn't going to be an usher. Right. Like my friend Marquise from that's so, that's in so Chicago. Right. Yeah, Marquise say I'm a lazy saint. what I was. No, no, no. Let me just show you how you've insulted me, men of God. How about oh, oh, I was oh, now <laughs> because ushers are anointed in this season. That was my first job oh, in the wow. church. See, see, see. No, I, I always real, knew it's always first, one or two choir or usher. <laughs> and I couldn't stand that long. I mean, and I, I still can't stand I mean, stand I kind of put choir in automatically because, you know, I'm a PK, so. You know, I had to, I, I kind of had every job. I was an usher. I was in the choir. I played the drums if the um, drummer didn't show up. Like, I just did whatever needed to be done. Right. You know, it's not a lot of service like that anymore. Right. But I tell people my first job in all transparency was being a servant. You know, just Amen. being ready to do whatever needed to be done, whatever Amen. was lacking. Like, I just was ready to just get it done so that we function better. So um, right. if, the, if the youth teacher didn't show up once I got, you know, a little older, I'd be like, yo, Dad, you want me to, like, make, you know, like, make kids make some stuff with, like, Noah's Ark or something? Like, you know, do you want me to teach that? Like, what is it that I can do? How is it that I can serve? Do Amen. I need to, like, is the bathroom clean? Do I need right. to, like, make sure, like, that's straight? Because I know we got guests coming this week. Like, I was just a servant first, and I think that um, being a servant first has, has definitely um, been a major incorporation in my ministry um, because it's not just what I did, but it was who I was. And that's, that's still who I am today. I tell people all the time, you know, I am a singer second, servant first. So, Amen. Yeah, Amen. servant. Well, I love that comment that you said about being a servant because if you think about it, that's the attitude you should have. Absolutely. It's just like the army. When somebody falls out, mm-hmm. somebody fills in that spot. Mm-hmm. And that's how we should Absolutely. be. Not, oh, that's my mm-hmm. seat, or I ain't been led to go do it or have an attitude. You know, there was something I always right. tell people with the four T's of stewardship. Right. You know, first one is time. You know, have, spending time with God, that's important. That Not just in church, 
I mean, spending time, quality time right. with your relationship with God. Absolutely. The right. second one is your temple. Mm-hmm. Your body, if your body breaking down, you ain't evangelizing to nobody Listen. but to St. Rose That's Hospital, Kaiser <laughs> right. Permanente, and talking to the TV Listen. or the next person to you. So you got to take I'm care of this temple that nobody. he gave you because it ain't even yours. It's a rental. And then the third one Listen. is your talent. Come on, temple and rental. Why so when you think about your talents, a lot of people think talents is singing, preaching, but your talent could be cleaning the church. Your talent could be welcoming that, people. That, you got that welcoming it. spirit. That's it's just it. being used. Yes. And then obviously there's treasure Absolutely. where, you yes. know, we got to give what God's is God's because we be begging for the begging for that, you know, that job, that car, that house. And then when we get it, then we be like, yes. ooh. I give you a dollar today. Nah, but that same energy right. you had and that million dollar request <laughs> yep. you gave to to God, you should still have that same energy Absolutely. when you get it. So I don't know who needed to hear that, but I just heard that in the spirit and I had to be able to say it. But we have to be used and yeah. understand that despite what is, if you haven't did it, go do it. Absolutely. Because you never know if you might be called to do it. Right. right. True. Especially That's if you never did it before. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, talking about blessing and obedience. So talking about your your obedience and and how you got into singing, what was very mm-hmm. what was I guess you could say what was some of the obstacles, because automatically, I, we had a, a show called Pastor's Couch here on Thursday that we had a whole series about PKs, mm. and the mm-hmm. things that they yeah. go through. You know, the obligations that they feel, the automatic judgment that they feel that they get, you know, the the pressures, the 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 you can't everybody in the church slip up. But the PK kid can't slip up because it's automatically going to be bigger than if somebody else did. So what was some of the obstacles that you went through, especially when you started to uh, venture out in doing gospel music? That is so good, man. There were so many. Um, And what I thank the Lord for is the fact that I had obstacles even before gospel music. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know then, but I know now that it was all God preparing me for the journey. Um, A lot of times we think that we're being attacked and we think that God is like punishing us. And we're like, why is my life going like this? Why? Like when I was younger, I I used to always think, why can I never get away with anything? Why Mm -hmm. every time I try to do something, I get caught, you know, but Bobo and them, they straight. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're always doing stuff. But it's like, I could never do anything. Every Everything, um, you know, that I risk, I'm always losing. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it became a situation where the Lord was preparing me for the journey that I'm on now. Like, you know, when I was younger, being a PK, you know, we, we were definitely allowed freedom when it came to um, what we listened to as it pertained to music. Um, my dad, you know, he was a musician, so he wanted us to listen to everything that felt great. All the, all the funk, all the funkadelics, all the Stevie Wonders, all the, um, you know, good music that may not have necessarily been gospel, but was clean, good, feel good music. Man, I grew up on that stuff. But when it came to what I could do, man, I was so restricted. Um, and being the oldest of five, you know, it was really tough, um, you know, as a youngster, being not, you know, like being kind of like held up when it came to, um, you know, exploring your creativity as a young person, exploring your freedom. You know, I was so limited. And so with that limitation, I was provoked. All I wanted to do was 
sneak and see what I could do. I wanted to see what was out there. And so, um, you know, what the Lord did was he just gave me very close encounters with reality at a very young age. Mm. I remember when I was 16 years old and I was um, actually I was just shy of 16. I was 15 because it was a couple of days before my birthday. And um, oftentimes I make a post um, around my birthday just celebrating um, the day before my birthday because that day um, I was supposed to be in jail. I'm talking about like for for a minute mm. um but the lord avenged me and um it was just all a consequence of me um wanting to explore um yet not wanting to do what it was that the lord wanted me to do me not wanting to submit to his will to his plan for my life i couldn't accept that i was so different i couldn't accept that my past could never be similar um you know to bobo nips i i couldn't accept that um, and so I was challenged within myself to try and and explore everything. And so I was like, Daddy, can I go to this party? Like, I'm about to be 16. I'm about to graduate, blah, blah, blah. He was like, no. And I was like, man, I want to go to this party. I never can do anything. I never asked to do anything. I was so upset. I was so angry. And um, uh, it was crazy because days prior, my father had told me, I don't know why you try to be like everybody else. You're never going to finish. There's nothing that you're ever going to be able to do um, to fit in. Um, and so I, I struggled with that. I was so angry and I, I wanted to prove him wrong, but I can fit in. I can be normal. You know, I can't be like everybody else. I felt like I was a, a, a malfunctioned part, like something was wrong with me. And I mm-hmm. felt like I needed to go back to the engineer because I was so different. Um, but I didn't know that I was anointed like the radio mm-hmm. show. <laughs> so, um, I like that plug in. So I love that I said, plug. Go I ahead. Said, Lord. <laughs> and so I said, Lord. Um, you know, why can't I go to this party? I'm going. I'm going to go to my friend's house. I planned it all out, man. I'm going to go to my friend's house since he won't let me to go to the party. And, um, you know, I'll just go from there to this party because I know her mom's going to let us go. So we go to the friend's house and we go to the party. And um, the worst, it was cool at first, but then the worst, the fight breaks out. Mm. So um, just as the fight breaks out, the police come and they're clearing everything out. And uh, next thing you know, I'm in handcuffs because I'm rowdy and I'm upset because I'm trying to protect somebody else in my family, somebody else close to me. Because one thing about Alexis Fight that most people don't know, I'm telling you, I'm giving y'all exclusives the whole interview. Most people don't know that you can say a whole lot about me. You know, the enemy can come from me as hard as he can. He can call me out of my name, tell me I'm not this, I'm not that. But all oh, when it comes for the people, or rather the people that I love, Amen. man, when it comes to the people I love, I promise you the enemy knows that is my soft spot. He knows how to get me. And so he always tempts me there. And this particular time, he really, really tested me, y'all. I'm talking about with somebody really dear to me. And so, uh, you know, literally just like that, man, I was the only female at 15, just shy of 16 to be in handcuffs mm. and to see my mother and my father the way they looked at me mm. um in such hurt and such and such sadness and such disappointment when they saw me in that courtroom um there was a a, a unction in me to never ever be like anybody else mm-hmm. i didn't want to be like them anymore i only wanted to be what god had called me to be and so that close encounter with reality um even before Sunday Best was like preparation for a lot of what I didn't know I would encounter later in my career. I didn't know that I would face hardship where people would turn their backs on me. People that I trusted, you know, would turn their backs on me and betray me where I would have to lose an entire staff and have to start all over again Mm. back from scratch. I didn't know that I would have to be in a fight over things that belonged to me, things that I created. 
you know, mm-hmm. there were so many things that I didn't know I would experience. I didn't know, you know, um, that those were consequences of the Lord anointed me because he says in his word, if you, if I had to suffer, you have to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, but those who suffer with me shall also reign with me, says his word. And I didn't understand then that they didn't just hate me just because they hated me because there was something that I could not see in myself that he had already predestined even before I was you know, like prepared um, in my mother's womb. And so it was a situation where I embraced the anointing. I embraced and accepted my uniqueness um, because I understood where compromising the authenticity of, of who God anointed me to be, I, I understood where it led to. And so um, I had to make a vow to be myself mm-hmm. um, and to not let um, the distractions of social norms and the distractions of um, different stigmas imposed by society um, to to confuse me or make me feel like I was wrong um, at being myself. And so, um, you know, even even went back to my childhood. You know, I challenged um, myself um, going on Sunday best because there were so many insecurities that I had about myself and the way that I looked and the way that I felt about my gift. And so I tell people often that it really wasn't a competition with um, the other contestants. It was a competition versus my own challenges, my own um, feelings of inability or incapability. Um, And so I felt like, um, you know, it was the Lord's way of showing me, like, look, you got to beat out this this complex of your your self-esteem. You have to beat out this insecurity of you thinking that just because you don't sound like this person or just because you don't look like this person that you're not good enough. You have to understand that I've anointed you. And um, so that was a challenge in itself. And um, I just learned that um, just like the just like that that um, scripture, and I say it often, but just like the scripture says in songs, just like it says um, just in the word when you're sitting there and you're just like, Lord, I don't know what's going to go. Like, I don't know how this is going to work out. It becomes a situation where you have to realize that it's working. Um, I often mm-hmm. say it's preparation for the journey, and it, it often brings me back to the scripture that all things work together for good. Um, a lot of people say for your good, but it, it says for good, meaning permanently, mm-hmm. to everybody who loves God and all those who are called according to his purpose. And so knowing that you're called, um, let it compel you to be different, to dare to be different. Um, so sometimes you got to go back to basics. And I'm getting into my book now, but um, that was a great, great question. And um, I just really wanted to encourage people that feel like they're stuck or that um, their lives aren't equating the promises of God, like their temporary disposition um, doesn't make sense, that it's preparation. It's not punishment. Um, he's not punishing you. He's pruning you. He's propelling you. He's he's trying to prepare you. And so just trust the process. That's that's what I tell all the youngins. Trust the process. So, Alexis, you, you're in the process of writing a book? I am. I'm in the process of writing my very first book. And um, I spilled the beans like a couple of weeks ago um, on one of my lives. Um, But, man, I'm telling you, all the enemy has been trying to get me ever since. Somebody hacked my Facebook page, Mm. and I lost communication with over 300,000 followers. So I've had limited access to you all in terms of my promotion. I tried to verify myself. They don't think I'm me, man. It's just so much that the enemy has been trying to do to, um, to stop this process. But the Lord said, man, we need more transparency in the kingdom. I asked the Lord, I said, what, what are we lacking? What do I need to give? He says, transparency. Mm. He says, what, what do you desire? I said, I, I need more transparency because I need more examples that show me like, look, this is what I've been through and this is how I got here. There's not enough of that. 
there's just a lot of perception. And so um, uh, I believe the perception is limited because of our lack of transparency. Um, but the more I've um, engaged in my process of maturation, I feel that the Lord has led me um, to believe that transparency is our only way to freedom in terms of giving these young people another perspective of how real ministry can be done. And without transparency, I really don't believe we can be as effective as we desire. Um, there's so much um, that I believe um, this generation wants to know. Um, and there's so much that they want to understand. It's not right. that they're all hard-headed and they don't have a teachable spirit. They just they don't have an example of, of what it's like to be in a situation where you feel like all is lost, um, you know, but, um, you know, the Lord reminds you that as long as you are here, it's an indication that there's still more work to do. But people need to know, like, what was that journey like? What was that journey of feeling like all was lost like for you? And how did you get to recovery? That's what they need. And so the Lord was like, document it. Write it all down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and let people know how you got to this healthy, holistic point in your life, even after so much loss and devastation. He said, Alexis, you talk about the loss a lot. You talk about the devastation a lot. A lot of people know I was um, affected by Hurricane Harvey living in um, Houston for a large chunk of my career. And it was a situation where I literally lost everything, even my dog, you know. And so people were like, what happened to the pictures of your dog? And he was talking and all of that stuff. And I'm like, well, there hasn't really been a situation where I've been provided the proper opp opportunity to share that. And so the Lord was like, there's so much to share. You need to you need to do it in a way that's going to be effective, something Amen. that's going to help people um, through your experience. Because a lot of times we don't always understand that our pain isn't necessarily for us. Right. Um, and so That's the Lord right. sometimes goes, what will you do with your pain? You know, I know you've been through this. I know I took you to, through this, but you're here now. Now, what will you do with this? And this is how, this is how real I am as a real chick, as a real hitter from Buffalo, New York. I say things like, until you can do something, until you can reproduce something or put somebody on or help somebody right. else out, you're really not doing nothing. That's right. So you can be, you can have a blue check mark by your name. You can have thousands and thousands of followers. You can have hit records. You can have Grammys. You can have awards. But until you are going to be impactful enough to change somebody's life, I'm talking about to change their disposition, exactly. to alter their mindset, to put them in a better place, than they were before you're really not are you really effective right like to me like from from a real hitter from buffalo new york from the project when i go back to that mentality just being a fan looking at right. tv and getting an observation on on the world and culture and what everybody is hyping up i only get hype about the people who are doing something to help someone Amen. what are you doing to impact the community or affect the next generation and their development? What are you doing to inspire, to uplift, to prevent suicide, to provoke change, to omit, um, you know, social stigmas and norms that people deem okay, like cyberbullying, adult on adult, adult on child, child on child. I mean, you know, celebrity on, you know, uh, new artists. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. Right. What are you doing? Well, you what know. are you doing? And so I choose to use my platform 
as a plat with with the platform that the Lord has given me to borrow to rent, as you said, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not mine, and bearing that in mind is what keeps me so motivated about what it is that I do. Um, and I feel like that's another thing that we lack. However, um, you know, let me stay on on task. Transparency, transparency is needed, and so um, my book is about um, my holistic health journey and how the Lord detoxed me physically while detoxing my life through Mm -hmm. perpetual losses, through uh, relationships, through um, different deaths in my family, through losing my possessions, like I talked a little bit about, and just um, in conjunction, losing 68 pounds naturally, no surgery, and I have nothing against people who do that. I just could not afford it. (laughs) No shade, no (laughs) tea. But I just had to put forth the discipline and the commitment, and the Lord opened my perspective from a whole nother aspect like you were talking about my brother, you know, he, he illuminated to me that I was in my own way because of my unwillingness to commit and marry discipline. And so um, my book is called The Weight is Over, W-E-I-G-H-T, wow. and um, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm anticipating on releasing it um, next year, 2020, so stay tuned for Amen. spring 2020. I'm uh, doing a big conference that I'll talk about as well um, where I'll be releasing The Weight is Over, so you definitely want to get it, man. So... I'm going to go ahead and talk about two things that you talked about. The first one is your story about when you were 15. And the second thing that you talked about is transparency. And one thing that I wanted you to know, because I I think that's why I love being a a youth pastor. Because that time is the most temperamental time to 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 mold somebody to who they're going to be as an adult oh yeah and one thing that i've realized Mm -hmm. is that the devil gets a glimpse of your gift the devil gets a glimpse of who you can be able to touch and reach and what happens Mm -hmm. is that a lot of times the devil want to put you in a terminator situation. I've had a pre I preached about this yeah. before mm-hmm. where they could put you in a situation that if I could take her out, if I could take him out, right. because I, I was mm-hmm. here listening to your story and I was laughing because I did the same thing when I was about 15 going on 16. I went to a house party and we in my town mm-hmm. in the Bay area was on curfew. So you ain't even supposed to be out under the age of 18. <laughs> and we went to, Oh my Lord. <laughs> so we went to a party and I went to my friend's house who mama was the cool mama that let me go to the party. And I had a bad vibe the whole time. And the sad part about it, this is a Saturday, this neck, the following, the upcoming Sunday, I was getting baptized. Mm. So I was like, before I get baptized, let me go out with my friends to a little house party. And I, and something was bothering me. And I didn't know what it was. And the Holy Spirit was it was just messing with me. He was like, what you doing here? Like, you look awkward. Like, you over here trying to look, think you cool. You're trying to fit in with everybody. But you know you're destined for more. And I'm like, man, God, but I want to have fun, though. Like, I'm young. Like, I don't want to be, right. you know, I thought I always thought ministry is for old folks. Mm-hmm. You know, after you get all your stuff out, after you didn't did right. everything right. and you went to Solomon Gomorrah and you went to the the all the, the, the masses of stuff you wanted to go to, to the limit where God finally was like, before you jumped off the bridge, now you come back and you can tell your massive testimony about what you've done. 
And the reason why I say I'm saying this is because there's so much similarities in not just your story, my story, but so many teenagers still to this day. Mm-hmm. And you brought up something that is so important, transparency. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, and I'm speaking for self, so I can't speak for everybody else. When I grew up in church, nobody was transparent. Right. Nobody wanted to talk about sex. That's nobody real. wanted to talk about drugs. Nobody wanted to talk about it. It was so taboo where I want to go see it for myself because you ain't telling me about it. You're not telling me what to stay That's from, what to do. So it's right. Now, instead of you thinking you're making it so scary for me, you're making it intriguing because I want to be like, what's that about? Like, let me go be in the streets like y'all talk about the good old days for y'all got saved and all this stuff. And if you would have knew me back in the day, because I swear that's a pastor's favorite line in every church I've ever been. And so it's like that intrigues a young person to be like, okay, well, what is there out there? And what was that that was so intriguing that had you in the streets? And if somebody was transparent about how I almost overdosed or how I almost got shot at or how I went to jail, then that would show the the transparency of, man, this is, yeah, it's fun at times. But there's some stuff that come with it that you can't get rid of. Right where you, you could end up with a felony Absolutely. that follows you for the rest of your life, where your credit could be so bad that you never know how to get out of it, so you can't even buy a house when you're ready to be on that level. So there's, there's so many things where I think young people are, are looking, and that's why they're leaving the church, because mm-hmm. this generation, like a pastor said here on the show, there's a lot of opinionated people mm-hmm. in this generation, mm-hmm. but they won't don't want to do change. Right. So they don't want... They don't want to go out and make the change, but they want to have an opinion about a change. Right. And that's why so many young people are leaving the church mm-hmm. because they're like, well, I don't see no change. And I see this is wrong. This is wrong. But instead of, you know, taking the initiative, they're just like, well, I'm, I'm done with it. Right. At least I know what I get in the streets, even though that's a lie in its own as right. well. So I just I, I think that's something big, and I'm definitely going to be reading your book because young people need to hear transparency. You, young people need to know what's out there because if you don't know what's out Absolutely. there, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. It's setting yourself up to fail. Yep. Right. So <clears throat> that, I, I definitely amend you for that. and. Yeah. Yeah, go get her book coming out spring conference. But let's go ahead and talk about this new future music that you're about to come out with. For sure. For sure, man. I'm super excited. Um, a lot of people know I did my live recording, my very first live recording uh, live in Detroit mm. uh, two years ago. A lot of people had jokes like, you still putting that record out that you did seven years ago? You still putting that record out that you did uh, four years ago? And some people think it's not coming out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to all of them. I'm so excited that um, we are releasing that record. And um, I'm grateful because we're doing it a little bit different this year. The Lord was telling me, like, um, giving me illumination and uh, more uh, insight pertaining to um, Acts 2 and 5 um, and 2 and 4 specifically uh, pertaining to the upper room experience mm-hmm. and um the power in being in agreement and the power in being on one accord. Amen. And so um, as I was touching about a little bit about earlier, there was a fight um, for this particular single that I was getting ready to put out um, earlier two years ago. There was a fight over it. Um, there was someone saying that it was their music when they had nothing to do with it. They weren't a part of it. It was completely my own record. And um, I was ready to move forward in my independent endeavors when I was stopped um, pertaining to the progression of my release. And um, my record was stripped down from all digital media outlets, and I had to find a way 
um, to find the strength not to go crazy for one and not to revert to my hood mentality too. And mm-hmm. so um, it was a, a challenge and a, a discipline within myself. But um, again, when you're committed to discipline and when you're committed to your assignment, you understand that it's really not a war versus anybody else. But it's right. a war in the spirit Amen. because the moment that you declare salvation, the, mom- the moment that you declare um, to live for God, it's immediately uh, like war on everything connected to you and the vision that God has given you. And so if he can't attack you directly, he's going to attack everything connected to you. And he knows my baby. He knows my passion, um, which is to do music. And so, um, he knew he couldn't kill me physically. Um, he gave me a kidney, the enemy gave me a, a kidney stone or either the Lord allowed it. You know, sometimes it's hard to decipher, but I had an eight by five by seven kidney stone mm. in the right side of me in diameter that was getting ready to rupture my ureter wow. and a lot of um, uh, different parts of the insides of me. And um, it was all uh, during Hurricane Harvey and mm. I was hospitalized um, all while my property and everything was being washed away. Um, my car was being the total loss by my insurance company. The check went to the lien holder. I was left with absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I was left to start all over even after he attacked my body. And so, of course, I should have known if I was being smart and I, I wasn't thinking of it from a personal aspect and I was more focused on the fact that I was being attacked, I would have realized that he was going to attack my music next because right. that was my baby. I don't right. have any children. So that's what I do. That's my primary focus and my passion. And so, um, you know, I said, Lord, what do I do? How do I stay together? And um, the Lord revealed Acts 2 and 4 to me in a, a whole nother way. He says it wasn't until um, they got on one accord that the upper right. room experience even happened. Um, he said, so that in itself is an indication that there is power and effect in agreement Mm. and so he said sometimes a war is too big for you and it's going to take um you know some coming together for a miracle to happen something that's never been done and this is something that you need that you've never seen god do before so you need to bring some more people in and so um the lord starts saying who do you love who do you know like what are your dreams what do you believe me for if you want to see me work a miracle give me something big and so I started thinking big, and I started thinking, who can I, who can I do something with to, to help me fight this? Who can I bring on board? He says, who's some of the greatest people you've ever want to work with? I said, the Clark sisters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, that's all I could think of. Like, man, they're the greatest group, like, of all time. I would, I would only dream mm. uh, of, of linking with somebody like them at least one time before I leave here. Amen. You know, and I've got a long ways to go, but um, I'm trying to get it done. You know, because no, no hour, no second is promised. And so the Lord said, okay, write the vision. So I started writing the vision. And um, I just started putting my faith in motion because I didn't have the money at that point. I was stripped down to, to literally nothing. I lived out my savings and I was back to square one. And so I literally had to start everything from the ground up. I had to make a decision to either activate my faith or be like my brother who was bold enough to share his testimony on how he started working at Trader Joe's. So that was my decision. That was my compromise. That was my choice. That was my make or break moment. What was I going to do? Was I going to activate my faith and go after what I believe God for? Or was I going to focus on my temporary disposition and compromise everything that I believe God was promising me for my next level? And so I made a really bold move and I started putting my faith in motion. I reached out to my auntie, the Clark sister, you know, and I asked them, you know, can we do a record? 
And um, to me, in my mind, I'm like, man, if they say yes, I, I just got to do it because, look, it's going to happen. Like, there's no way the Clark sisters are doing any anything with somebody little, like little old me. So if God favors me to do this, I'm doing the record. Mm. And they say yes. And mm. when they say yes, I say, okay, Lord, now I know. I right. can't book Amen. the Clark sisters. I can't put them up in no hotel, and I can't fly them out the way they need to be flown. How I'm going to do this? I said, the only way I'm going to do it is I'm going to have to ask Auntie and Uncle Bishop, can I use the church, and what mm. will it take? So I asked Uncle Bishop Sheard. I said, hey, this is my vision. I gave him everything God gave me. I was transparent about everything. He said, okay, run into my secretary. Run into the secretary. Man, do you know God favored us to have that venue all the Clark sisters were there. It was absolutely amazing, Amen. except my Auntie Twinkie because she was having some challenges. Um, but it was so awesome that she gave us her blessing and that I got a chance to be with her the day before. The Clark sisters sang back up on this record, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Back up. Like, when did the Clark sisters sing wow. background for anybody? Right. That's all they wanted to do. And so it just showed their humility mm-hmm. and it showed their belief in the vision God gave me. So that's another thing I, I just want to say, and I'm not trying to preach, but when you have different people to believe in the vision that God has given you, man, it executes and initiates and, and does so much all at once. And man, when I tell you what was executed was my fear and what was initiated was my faith. When the Clark sisters told me yes, and then I went ahead and was like, man, i got to get some more of my friends that have helped me pull through this storm. I've got to get Amber Bullock. I gotta get Molly music. I gotta get my brother Joshua Rogers. I gotta get my family, my sisters, the Spice sisters. I gotta get my mama. Mm-hmm. I gotta bring Kiara Sheer, my mentor, man. I gotta I gotta bring all of them together and they were all on board, locked and loaded to the vision and they Amen. believed that it was gonna be an incredible record and so um, we were blessed to record it two years ago in September, and God is allowing my family to produce and release this record this year. And I'm Amen. promoting, I'm, I might be promoting right now, but uh, I'll be promoting uh, very shortly, um, officially, and there'll be a release date that will be published and posted. So definitely keep your eyes and ears open via my social media um, and the Alexis Fight website, um, because there's definitely more, more, and more to come. Stay tuned, com. Uh, for the website as well. So stay tuned, man. It's going to be off the chain. It's like a 13-track record, and um, it's coming from my heart. And so I was blessed to work with some amazing producers, Craig Mizell. Man, we got Snoop on bass, Buddy Brown on drums. Man, we got Garrett on lead. Man, we're just smacking a bunch of amazing guys from Detroit. A lot of people know them uh, from playing on the Word Network, but I'm excited because people will get to hear them in a new way. And pertain as it pertains to uh, their skills in production. So, God has anointed them and blessed them to do amazing things. Um, they captured the vision, man, and just took it and ran with it. And so, um, I am so excited um, for this record. It's, it's one of the most anticipated ones for a lot of reasons. But um, I promise you, you want to have this record. It's dropping in a few months, so stay tuned. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and say thank you for coming on to Little Old, like you, you would say, so Little much. Old Anointed Radio. You could have oh, been no. on any Y'all big platform. And you came and chose us, and you didn't say we don't go, we we don't even go here. So I just definitely <laughs> wanted to thank you. <laughs> and um, I, from the bottom of my, my heart, pleasure. I appreciate you. 
And like I've told everybody, and 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 I, I challenge you to keep me on my word on this. I, because I say it, and I don't think people be believing me. But hey, I'm a man of my word. Because if I if I read my word, I should be a man of my word. But that's a whole different thing. Really? I, I I want you to know if there's anything from promotions to if you want us to shout out, even when you get your new music, let us know. Yeah. We'll put it in rotation. Amen. We're gonna oh, we're gonna promote it. And we're going to make sure, like a lot of my good friends from Miles Minnick to uh, Kavina mm-hmm. Love to Nikki Berry yeah. to uh, who who else? Oh, Darren Hansen. He Darren don't do music, Hansen. but he loved to have us promote for him. Yeah. Go ahead and yeah. um, let us know we're here. You got family now in Las Vegas. So yes, yes, please start yes. planning to have some events here in Vegas. So, yeah, we here. Definitely. See, I'm ready. I love y'all. I'm ready. I'm on board. I haven't been to Vegas in probably a year or two. So um, y'all being real shady now. Don't don't act don't act like we not family because I take that to heart. Now y'all my family. No, we now. this we no we serious about anything, this. We we don't play. I don't care we what the real deal. Uh, <laughs> I don't care what it is. I tell people all the time the limits have been taken off. I'm independent now, so there's not a lot of hoops that you got to go through. Whatever it is that you need. Shoot us a proposal, alexisfight.com. I know who y'all are now. We're connected. Once connected, always connected. So um, you've got me. Like I said, I'll send the new music whenever um, we're ready to start promoting it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. We, we're actually gearing up for a promotional tour very soon. So um, if there's a time coming up shortly that you guys are interested in, that might be cool to add you guys to our tour schedule for our promotional tour for the new record. So and, I'm going to um, tell you right now. And perform some exclusive. So I'm gonna tell you right now, you the first gospel person that's ever said, "I'm." If y'all want me to add you to, because I I am an advocate for Las Vegas, Absolutely. for people to know yeah. that we have a gospel oh, yeah. community here that have us on their bill. You know, because right. a lot of times the Saints got to go to L.A. You know, I'm from o- I'm from the mm-hmm. Oakland Bay Area, so I go home and be able to go to Coliseum to see you know the Kurt Franklin tour or the Fred Hammond or whoever is performing. Yeah, right. But nobody really comes to Vegas except Angela Mann, who was here. What I want to say. Oh. Well, let me say ago. this: They say nobody really comes to Vegas. Well, everybody doesn't love on Alexis Fight either. So there you go. It's twofold. You know, there's a lot of artists out here, and there's a lot of cities out here. But I really have no favors. Just whoever loves me, I want to come, man. If your doors are open, I want to come. I want to share. I got friends out there, too. Embassy uh, Christian Center, I believe, is one of my uh, friends' churches, Pastor Kerry Connor. Um, I've been over there I know there Pastor Kerry Connor. Okay, uh, go ahead. Some, now, you dropping yeah, names. Yeah, I've been over there a few times. So, yeah, man, I, I'm so open to making new family. Y'all just let me know what's good. And when you time. come, Hit you could up. come in the studio. Just let me know. Yes. Even if we interviewing somebody, oh, you could just be a guest host. Be like, yeah, well, I'm in the studio. Right. That's automatic. Amen. That's automatic. So Amen. if I'm coming to the city, you know I'm going to come live and in uh, living color, smelling pretty, pretty decent. Like I just got out the bath with some shades <laughs> on probably and a whole bunch of hugs. So I'm so ready. Amen. So I know you you busy and it's about like 10 something. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Definitely stay in contact. And we are here. I love y'all, man. Hey, we love you too. We got you. And God bless everything y'all touch. All right. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. So we're going to go ahead. Cletus. <laughs> Cletus. Come, come, Cletus. See, he was a little late. It's because we've been in the studio for so long. He he didn't forgot. He forgot. He forgot. Anyway, so. And that's how it goes, y'all. Want everybody to make sure you go follow the LV Anointed Radio, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the page LV Anointed Radio, and make sure that you go get your summer tickets. Anointed summer tickets have a great lineup, great artists, great people represented in Las Vegas. Definitely come in fullest in full intent to know that you're gonna get a word. You're going to hear a song that's going to give you that breakthrough. Amen. So, this is Pastor Jay, and I want to leave you with this. And like always, you could find inspiration by me on my social media at Anointed Jaylon, J-A-Y-L-O-N. And you could go ahead and find me on Facebook at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun. But I want to leave you with this today. Never let how you start be the way that you finish. And this is Lady AJ. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. And remember, enjoy the journey. Amen. Amen. See y'all on Sunday. <laughs>